everybody welcome to the secret glow great to be with you again in Pennsylvania on a humid overcast sometimes rainy day few days really on the back porch and very very special guest very very special guest esteemed esteemed guest with us today Giovanni Piergrossi the great the protege, the next level 2.0. He's with us, he's here. He's That's ready me. to dispense <laughs> all there is to dispense, the wisdom, the ingenuity, the insights, the inspirations, the shifts in consciousness, the awakenings, the perspectives that open you to new unparalleled heights and depths He's here. Very, very special episode. We call it a master class. In this class, you will discover and uncover everything there is to know to master your life, to take your life to the next level, to take your life in all the primary areas where you want to take it, to take the reins, to live consciously, to live from a place of consciousness and intentionality. This is the moment we've been waiting for. It's all been given to this young man by me. And he will, with my support and assistance, tell you all you need to know. I really built you up. Do you feel pressure? Do you feel nervous? <laughs> I think you might overdid a little you bit. You feel stressed? But... I might overdid it slightly, just slightly. <laughs> Annie's behind the camera. She's assisting too. Yep. And uh, we got she a Chow Ragazzi on here. She might share a few things. A what? Ciao Ragazzi from Lucia. Probably coming in from Italy. Oh, ciao. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's that? Lucia Vara. Are we on the main page again? Did I, make, did I mess up us on the main page again? I'm not sure. We Val Tignini's here. Oh, we're on the main page. Okay. Okay, so I did it again. Jessica I put Erickson. us on the main page instead of the secret glow. So um, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it's going to be uh, for now. So welcome everybody, wherever you are, wherever you are, you're always in the right place at the right time. You're always in the right place at the right time. Hafiz said, this place where you are right now, God circled on a map for you. That's what Hafiz said. You know who Hafiz is? No. He's kind of like a, he's kind of like a, well, I don't want to say he's kind of like, he was a, of the lineage of Rumi. So he's a Sufi, he was a poet, and he said, this place where you are right now, on this, what do we call this, a couch? This couch on the back porch, this place where you are right now, in this exact moment, in this time, whatever time it is, 1.30 something p.m. in the Eastern time zone, it's in the morning in the West Coast, they're having like around dinner time in Europe, but they eat dinner kind of late, so it's not quite dinner yet. And uh, this place we are right now, this time, this place, God's are going to map for you. So if you can be present in this moment, if you can be present in this moment right now, everything opens up. Everything opens up because this moment is all there is. There's a term that people use now called mindfulness. Mindfulness. I'm a mindfulness coach which is really actually a mindlessness, which is actually being out of your head and being in the moment, being fully here, being fully now, being present, 
And that's when everything becomes alive. That's when all the potentialities become possible. That's when everything that you thought was impossible becomes possible, not through thinking, but through unthinking, through being present. So when you have certain situations in your life and you're like, well, how do I make this happen? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I make this happen, right? You don't, just, you don't think your way into it. You become present in the moment and in the moment the intelligence informs you where to go, where to move, what to do, what to say, what to do, which direction to go, what decision to make. It's all here in the moment. The moment informs you entirely and completely. So you're present, you're relaxed, you're calm, you're cool, you're collected, you're tuned in to what's here in this moment. You know what to do. You know what to do. And people are like, oh, that's a cool guy. You know, he's just like, he's like tuned in. He's like relaxed, he knows what to do. He's in the moment, right? So then in that space, we're also gonna get into how to achieve goals with a time orientation, with a linear time orientation towards the future. Right now, you start to really, you start to really master that, right? So a couple areas I look at is your academics, your physical body. You start to really master having goals and achieving goals, and you've delineated for yourself three key components, right? Competition, self-improvement, and curiosity. Curiosity is the most important, right? right? Curiosity is the most important. And from that, we have competition and self-improvement. Now, people, my audience, my people listening, they may be surprised. Competition? What? That's, that's not spiritual. That's, that's, that's not a way to like love people. Competition? So tell us why competition is an important component of the three tiers. Well, to me, like I said, um, I was uh, talking to Annie about this uh, a while back, and you know, I, I, the same kind of like thought came up. You know, competition. Why is it you know something that's in there, um, and like, how, why would like uh, it be in there if it can't? You know, you can't have competition alone. Just put it that way. So, the self improvement and the curiosity has to be in there. Um, you can't have that without the competition. Um, but the competition's in there because. It's a very highly motivating factor. I remember um, when I was in my math class, I had a friend. My friend was his name was Jake, and um, you know before I I even you know before that I had really bad grades when I was a sophomore. I didn't try hard. I didn't try uh, hard in math. I, I didn't uh, have good grades. I wasn't happy with myself, and it because I wasn't I wasn't competing with anybody. I wasn't pushing myself to do better. And when you have somebody to compete with. Of course there's that limit that you approach where you're better than them and you stop there. That's where self-improvement comes in because you can keep going. You're competing with yourself when it comes to self-improvement. But competition is a big factor because competition is what will help you to motivate yourself, to push farther, to uh, you know, go as far as you can. It's not about other people. It's not about surpassing anybody. It's just about pushing yourself. It's about having that motivation that moves you to where you want to go. If you have a goal in mind and you're competing with other people, then that means that you'll be able to achieve that goal because you're constantly going to try to improve yourself and outbeat that person. And funny thing was, is me and my friend Jake, we weren't, you know, we weren't enemies or we weren't anything like that. We were actually best friends. And it was kind of, you know, we would make jokes about it all the time. Like, oh yeah, I got the, I got the better grade on that math test. You know, we'd make fun of each other for it. And a lot of times it's not even something that's very serious. It's just something that you know, you do it, something that drives you. And that's really what it was for me is, you know, I, I wanted to have the best grade in my math class. That was my goal for the end of the year. And I achieved that goal because I, I had that competition there. And, and I, you know, I, my friend, 
sucks for him because you know he was in the times where he was being lazy I was pushing my hardest and um, that's pretty much like you know what made me get those great grades is not because you know there are like I said the curiosity and self-improvement are also other important factors but that that um, competition is really what helped me drive me to where my grades are now so you have a sense of competition Now, competition is a masculine energy so that's something that this community needs a lot more of so we're, I'm happy we're bringing this in today because competitive competition is considered to be negative but it's not negative it's a very healthy way to grow to learn to evolve between friends between family between loved ones between community so you think of like a stadium right and there's people that are competing in a game together first of all they're playing in a game it's a play it's a game it's play they're playing they agree upon the rules they're a part of a of a stadium that is like a community right so everyone is is in agreement everyone is aligned and through that alignment there's a agreed-upon competition to improve ourselves to improve ourselves so your competitor is your friend right your competitor is really your best friend you know those are those are the people the people that challenge you the most the people that push you to grow the most to evolve the most to evolve in your consciousness to to reach beyond what you thought were your potentialities those are the people that are your best friends you know so it's a, it's, it's a different take on competition than we're used to you're not trying to crush somebody or kill somebody you're you're trying to better each other to be the best person that you can be and that's that's a healthy form of competition within the context of community so one of the great examples if you watch a boxing match right and you see two boxers and they're giving everything they have like for 12 rounds and they're trying to punch each other jab hook uppercut and they're trying to like knock each other out right how hard they can knock each other out and then they go 12 rounds right and they're both still standing mm -hmm. then what do they do at the end they, they come up and they hug each other and there's a sense of there's a sense of love of like you gave it all you gave it all we had you know and you you made me better and I made you better so there's this love that underlies improvement and make each other the best that we can okay so that's that's the first component second component is curiosity and we, we, we agree this is the most important component most this is important. the most important component to evolving in your consciousness to expanding to growing in all these primary areas of your life what are the primary areas of your life if you've been with us you know the primary areas that we work on are physical self which is exercise diet rest and relaxation sleep I've been learning a lot about sleep this week Amazingly enough, what I've been learning is sleep is more important than diet or exercise in physical health. So sleep is really important. That's something that you need to work on a little bit more. Sleep, so physical self, Annie says I do too. Physical self, she's pointing at me. Physical self, mental self, emotional self, physical, mental, emotional, family, relationships, community, work or purpose, finances, and spirit spiritual self is the most essential the root of the tree so we look at all those primary areas and curiosity is the core is the key that will drive you to expand unlimited potential in all these areas of your life why is curiosity the most important factor all right so this is actually um there's a very simple answer to this and that's basically goes but let's just go back to uh you know hundreds of years ago Humans, when humans were first uh, evolved as, as a species, we were very curious. We went out, we searched to find new things. Scientists searched, you know, 
there's certain technology we have today, like a, like a phone, for example. People didn't say, hey, I want to create a phone. They said, let's find out this technology. Like, let's see what we can make out of the materials that the world gave us. And, you know, when people went to the moon, they didn't go because it was a goal that they set. It, they went because they were curious. They went because they wanted to find out what's there, what's new, what can we explore in the universe. Curiosity, the main reason I have these things, curiosity, self-improvement, uh, competition is because these are motivating factors. This is what drives people to do to achieve their goals, to get what they want, all all those different things. So, the reason why curiosity is so important is because it gives you a wide range of interest in different things, like things you never, you know. Just recently, I got interested in calisthenics, which is a a form of workout where you use your body weight to exercise. You don't use any weights at all. It's just purely body weight. And these guys are doing amazing things, like you know, bar spins, they're doing uh, handstand push-ups, like crazy stuff like that. And I got into it because I was curious. I, I saw, I started following a page on Instagram. I started watching videos of these guys. I watched videos on YouTube about how to do different exercises at home, how to do these different things. And because I was curious, I found out about it and I proved my body. I didn't improve it just because, you know, I, I said, oh, I, you know, I, I wanna, I wanna uh, just get buff, you know, I, I didn't do that. I improved it because I was curious about what, what I can do. How far can I push my body? I was curious about the outcome. What would it look like? All these different things I was curious about. It was the same thing um, in school when I was in my math class. Again, we'll go back, you know, to when I was a sophomore, my grades were really bad and I wasn't happy with them. But then it came to the next year, my um, junior year, and I went to my math class and after, I would always raise my hand because this year, you know, in my junior year, I wanted to make sure that my grades were better. I wanted to make sure that I did better than I did last year. That was the goal that I set. And those three things helped me do that. And curiosity was one of the main things that helped me because what I would do is every, you know, I would raise my hand in class. There's some kids who they just don't care. They, they don't raise their hand. They're not curious. They're not you know, like enthralled into what they're learning. But I was, I always raised my hand. I stayed after class. When I would stay after class, I would talk to my teacher, you know, for hours. I would, I would skip ma uh, a Spanish class, you know, just because I was enjoying talking to my teacher for so long. And I really realized that it's so valuable to have that curiosity there. Like, it's such an important factor. And I didn't realize that before, but a lot of people don't have that. And they don't, they're not able to, to learn new things or to achieve new goals because they're not curious. They, the whole point of life and the reason why we're so, you know, why humans are, are such a great species is because we have that curiosity and it's in our brains. We, it allows us to grow, to learn, to explore new things, to try out different you know, areas of our lives and to improve as human beings. And that's why I think that curiosity is such a strong thing because without that, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. And also you can never be depressed when you're curious. Curiosity puts you in the moment. We talked about, I talked about being in the moment, being in the moment, being present, being here being in this place that's been drawn on the map for you. So you'd be curious and curiosity brings you into the moment, brings you into the now. What's happening? What's around me? What are the sounds I hear? What are the sights I hear? What are the smells I hear? You know, you, you, you come into this moment and you engage in life. So you can never be depressed. You can never be bored for sure. There's a sense of curiosity in each moment. So curiosity is the, the example of this is small children. Small children are innately curious as if they're seeing things for the first time because they actually are seeing things for the first time, right? But we actually are seeing things for the first time too. We just have come into uh, a space where our minds have been dulled to think that we're not. 
oh, here I am in the same house again. Here I am on the same street again. Oh, here I am looking at the same wife again, the same husband again, the same son, the same daughter. But every moment is unique. Every moment is new. Every moment is fresh. Every snowflake is unique, right? So every moment is unique, even if it looks the same, even if you've walked down the street a hundred times before, you've never walked down it tonight, right? In this moonlight, in this sunlight, with this kind of radiance around you, every moment is unique. So this curiosity is the key to intelligence. This curiosity is the key to intelligence. When you're curious, you're intelligent. When you're not curious, you're not intelligent. Really that simple. That's the foundation of intelligence. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you've accumulated. The more knowledge you've accumulated, the more dangerous it can be to not be curious. So the more danger it is to dull your mind. So the more important it is to be curious and the more important it is to be intelligent from a space of rooted that's rooted in curiosity. So there, we have this idea that if I have accumulated a lot of knowledge, I'm intelligent. Not the case. Not the case at all. In fact, I don't see any correlation whatsoever. I think curiosity comes from continuing to empty the knowledge that you've um, accumulated to continually let go of knowledge you've accumulated to be open to new knowledge that's fueled by the intelligence of the moment. And just, just a note on that, um, I think a lot of people get confused when they think about curiosity. Of course, I gave the example from my school, but a lot of times curiosity isn't about just learning about new things. It's not purely about knowledge. Like I said with the calisthenics, it was something that I was interested in. Curiosity a lot of times get confused for just something that you're learning and like, a, you know, attaining new knowledge. But a lot of times it's just about being interested in things. If you find something that's really cool, like, oh, look at that, you know, that um, there's a place, you know, down the street where people are learning to play guitar, people are are learning to um, play violin or any type of new talents like maybe even yoga maybe you never tried yoga in your life and then all of a sudden you see you know people on on um, social media or people on YouTube or you have a friend that's doing yoga or something like that and you're curious about it. you, you want to learn about it you want to see what it's like what will what benefits does it have that is another thing about curiosity too because a lot of people confuse it for something that you're attaining knowledge but a lot of times it's just being interested in something and allowing yourself to achieve a goal, you know, allowing yourself to to widen your your horizon of things, you know, hobbies, things like that, and and almost like in the end becoming sort of a you know a, a well-rounded um, person where you have talents in many areas because you're always interested in new things. And like my dad said, you know, you're not like you know accumulating like just knowledge in this area. You're constantly looking for new knowledge. Like you're not focusing on learning. About one thing you you want to learn about multiple things you want to learn about everything you know and, and that's what being curious is is constantly searching for new things and having interest and and looking to do these things so you can have more more a more a well-rounded life in general now you're dedicated to being a renaissance man correct right and you are dedicated to uh, self-improvement in all areas of your life yeah and having goals in all these areas of your life Right now, why are you dedicated to self-improvement? Now, self-improvement. Um, to me, self-improvement is just one of those things that y you really have to have in your life because there's a lot of people who they they don't want to improve themselves. They they don't constantly think about what can I do today to to make myself a better person. And I just just as I said with the curiosity, where you look for new interest. Self-improvement is, is the same thing. You, when you want to improve yourself, you have to constantly look for things you can do that can make you a better person. 
when I was doing, you know, calisthenics, of course the curiosity drove me there. But the 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 thing that one that made me work out, you know, every other day, the thing that like made me push, you know, push through the pain of working out and you know, you know, getting up every day and and pushing myself, you know, to do pull-ups, to do push-ups, do all that stuff. You know that other people probably don't want to do because they don't have the motivation to do it was that I thought of the outcome I thought of what's what's gonna be in the future because you know a lot of people they they constantly think of oh yeah like my dad was saying you constantly think of the negative things and the thing that I realized is that everything is in your mind your mind is is the basis for the entire world the mind the mind is more powerful than phones it's more like any technology that's invented is not more powerful than your mind because they're invented by the mind Exactly. But another thing too is that the most powerful thing about the mind is that you can choose anything that any painful experience, any negative thing that happened in your life and make it a positive one. Make it something a challenge that you've overcame. Make it something like that. And that's part of self-improvement. That's improving, you know, yourself um daily. Making sure that you're looking for things that you can do that will improve yourself. And a lot of people don't have this and that's the thing. Like it's so this is, you know, what makes the difference between somebody who, you know, really goes hard, goes far in their life and, and it has nothing to do with success because success to me is defined differently than how, you know, society d defines success. Society says um, success is money, it's having a big house, having, you know, having a mansion, having material things, a, a nice car, um, you know, stuff like that. And it's not really important. What's, what's important is feeling fulfilled within yourself. And that's why self-improvement is so important because if you want you know, the success, which I think is defined by yourself, whatever you feel is fulfilling to yourself, that comes from self-improvement. That's how you reach that success, is constantly improving yourself day to day. And you're gonna feel fulfilled, guaranteed. If you find something that you know that you're improving yourself, whether it's a talent like, you know, um, it could be playing an instrument, it can be um, exercising daily it could be expanding your knowledge on on certain subjects um, you know millions of things you can do um, whatever you find interesting and whatever is your your hobby or your talent if you're doing that constantly and improving yourself you will find fulfillment you will find success and that's what I think is is most important is having that self-improvement so what's going on out there any uh comments interesting that are questions what no, no comments coming in no yet. comments fantastic no comments fantastic yep. love it mm -hmm. everyone is just speechless they're just like this is just absolutely amazing and astonishing and I can't even I can't even put together a thought I'm so I'm so I'm so I'm so like I'm so I'm so I'm so I'm so amazed I'm so amazed this is incomprehensible my life is is a, is is a is like a is like a blank palette. I can paint anything I want on it. I can paint the most beautiful masterpiece on it, using my presence, present moment awareness, curiosity, competition, self improvement. I can take myself anywhere I want to go in the world. Last thing, you set a goal. This is my goal. I want to achieve this goal. How do you achieve the goal? Alright, so this is um, one of the things, like I said, where your mind is the most powerful thing. Now, um, the the difference between somebody who doesn't, you know, achieve a goal and the difference between somebody who does is you imagine, you know, what the outcome can be. You can imagine the benefits. And 
A thing is, the difference between somebody with a negative mindset and a positive mindset is somebody with a positive mindset is constantly you know, achieving things, they're constantly looking for new opportunities to improve themselves and they're constantly challenging themselves. When you um, want to achieve a goal, you have to think of what the outcome can be. You have to think of what's the benefit, what can help me in the future. When I started to you know, do my um, work on my grades, I thought, well, you know, by the end of this year, I want to have straight A's. That's what I want to do. I want to have straight A's in all my classes. And I constantly thought about thought about that, you know. And every time I was, I, I you know, I felt like lazy, or I felt, you know, um, I felt like I didn't want to do my homework. I at that moment, at that current moment, I didn't feel like I want to do it. I was, you know, I was, I, I was down myself. I was tired. But then I thought at the end, I'm like. At the very last report card that I get, I want to see those A's, and that was what kept me going. Like the entire year, I constantly thought about that that end result, that end thing that like it would it would make me feel so happy if that would just happen, and that's what I constantly felt about felt about. Like when I when I when it was one o'clock at night, and you know I procrastinated the entire night, and I had no energy to do anything. I you know that that's what led me to do you know that one English essay. That's what led me to um, get my homework done. Is just having that end goal of I want I want those A's that's that's all that pushed me there and it's the same thing with anything else like with the calisthenics you know I see those guys on YouTube and I see that they they had three you know years of progress and I I look at them I say that I want that to be me that I want to be that guy in the future I want to be the guy who's doing bar spins handstand push-ups I want to be that guy and that's what really drives people that's what really makes you achieve that goal is if you constantly have that end result in mind and another thing too is um, you want to take you know small steps too. You, you never want to go full out on something. Make sure that you're constantly you know um, doing something every day. Like make sure if you want to have a goal, you're doing something every day to add to it. Like if you let's say um, you know you have a goal that you want to become skilled in uh, piano, and you see you know you see people you want to be like them. You want to you want to get to this. You have a goal in mind you want to be um, a certain uh, play piano a certain way and you want to do this and you want to achieve this goal of playing this way playing at this speed whatever it may be playing um, a certain song or whatever and before you get to that point before you know that's your end result that's your end goal but before you get to that you want to have steps along the way if you don't have those small steps you'll never make it um, you know, Lao Tzu said, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. That's what you have to remember. You have to take that one step. You can't procrastinate because that's a big problem that a lot of people have. They, it's procrastination. And that's why, you know, they have, you know, like I said, if you just have the end result, that's good, but that's not enough. What you need to have is you need to constantly be doing stuff. And you need to think, like my dad said, you need to be in the moment. That, that's another important thing. And when you're in the moment, you, you realize that this moment, you know, you can't waste this moment. The good thing about being in the moment is that you realize that time is essential and you can't waste time. If you're in the moment, you realize I need to do something now and I, I need to improve myself now. And that's what I think is so fundamental about being in the moment is that you, you realize that this moment, you can't waste it. You have to use it while it's there. Time, you know, time is limited. If you want to achieve this goal at, at a certain time period, you have to do stuff now. So I think if you, you know, continuously do something like day after day, Let's say you dedicate, you know, back to the piano thing. You dedicate an hour each day to playing piano, or two hours, or, or, or whatever. Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, it doesn't even matter if you're if you're doing something consistently, it's it's okay. Or thirty seconds. 
30 seconds. And the most important thing is to do it and accomplish it and make it happen. Yeah. So this moment, this moment is where it happens. This moment right now is where it happens. You know, so be bold, be courageous. Look at your limitations, your, your perceived limitations, what you think are your limitations, and go beyond your limitations. Go to the place that's uncomfortable. I don't encourage people to be comfortable. I encourage people to be uncomfortable. That's what I encourage. So if you feel uncomfortable, or if you feel comfortable right now, then, you know, it's, there's, there's, there's an edge of uncomfortability that feels alive, that feels invigorating, that feels energizing. Right? You're stepping into unknown territory. You're stepping into spaces you've never gone before, you've never been to before. So that could be traveling around the world like we just did to Egypt and Latvia and Istanbul. It can be that, but it doesn't need to be that. And in fact, in overwhelming majority of the cases, it's not that. What it is is internal. You're traveling internally to places in your consciousness that are new, that are uncharted territory, that are uncharted waters. and. If it feels a little bit uncomfortable, if it feels a little bit scary, you're probably you're probably going the right direction. You know what's not what's not exciting. What's exciting is also a little bit scary. What's a little bit scary is also a little bit ex excited. So be really really excited. Be really really scared. Be really really courageous. Be really really bold. Be really really in love. Be really 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 in the deepest place of peace. Discover that deepest place of peace inside yourself. That liberated expansion, that space of unbounded freedom inside yourself, the empowered place inside yourself. Know who you really are and express yourself fully in the world. Um, and a comment on the, um, the, you said the be uncomfortable. I think that's a really important thing actually. Um, the problem for me that I used to have in the future, and I still have somewhat today and I'm trying to work on it is um, social anxiety and that's I think that's a really big problem in today's society is because you know a lot of kids are born of technology and they don't really talk a lot and they you know they may stay inside play video games or whatever and they don't really get out and they don't really you know talk to, to new people and the, the thing that I realized is the only way to beat that social anxiety that I had was leaving my comfort zone that was that was what it was and I think it, you can actually find you know guys online that do stuff like this it's called comfort zone challenging and basically what it is, is these guys go out, they do crazy stuff, they, they go like, you know, um, to a subway where there's a bunch of people and they'll lay on the ground like this and they'll just lay there and they, they want to see like what all these people do. And the main point, the main point of doing that is so they don't, they don't end up caring about what these people think about them. They don't end up caring about, you know, um, so, you know, because people, when they have social anxiety, they go into a situation, a social situation where there may be like, you know, five people around them. And they're, they're just uncomfortable because they're like, all these people are watching me. What, am, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I, you know, and, and that's, that's really how I used to be. I used to be a really shy kid. And the thing is, is like for, you know, and this can be for any situation. You just need to challenge yourself. You need to get outside of that comfort zone because yes, there is a certain point where you get, obviously if it's a dangerous situation, you're, you're, you're too much outside of your comfort zone. If it feels really uncomfortable, you don't want to do that. But there is a certain limit, you know, that you go to where you feel uncomfortable. And if you're at that, that's the only way that you can grow. If you constantly stay in this, you know, it's almost, it's almost the same thing as like, if you stay in your house all day, if you stay in your house all day, you're not going to get anything done. But if you leave your house, if you do things, that's how you're going to get stuff done. And I think that like, that's, that's a really important thing is, is being uncomfortable a lot of the time because that's the only way that you can grow. It's like if you 
Uh, the same thing if you're building muscle. If you're building muscle, if you don't feel the pain, your muscle, your muscle fibers won't break and they won't rebuild as bigger muscle. You're, you're just gonna have the same muscle you always had. Right. So you wanna get to that uncomfortable spot so you can grow as a human being because a lot of people don't realize and a lot of people don't wanna take the time to be in that uncomfortable uncomfortable spot. I had a friend where he constantly would tell me like, I don't wanna do that. You know, I was like, hey dude, you know, let's um, let's go to the gym. Let's, um, you know, why don't we uh, go, you know, make friends with those guys over there. And he would constantly be uncomfortable all the time. He was always, I, I don't know, I don't, you know, he, he was like, it was like he was in a shell and he never wanted to break, he never wanted to uh, break out of that shell. And I think it's important that people really take a step to break out of that shell because that's what's gonna make you into a new person. That's gonna, that's what's gonna help you grow. And just, you know, back again to the um, social anxiety example, you know, those guys, they would constantly, you know, they would do crazy stuff like lay on the, um, lay in the subway in front of a lot of people. They would, you know, go up to random people, ask them weird questions like, do you like carrots? Stuff like that. I like it. And it seems like weird. It seems like, you know, weird stuff and, and unnecessary, but it really does help people. If you go out of your comfort zone, you know, as, as uncomfortable as the main scene, as, as weird as it may seem, it really will help you if in the long run, it really will help you. Thanks everybody for being here. And uh, let me tell you a couple ways to plug in. Uh, the, the, the private group, The Secret Glow online community, I'm on every Wednesday. So I'll put a link in, but it's uh, thebigglow slash, bigglow.com slash online. So that's our private group. You can catch me in there and our community and Geo's gonna be in there more. Uh, and then we have, a, we have the, the silent retreat coming up at the end of the month, August 31st. So um, that's four days together, and that's going to be really powerful. Personal sessions, I got two books, The Big Glow and The Wild and Now. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, we will see you all in the next now. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day.